sisters, he's not going to send the Pentecostal power if we sing like that. So I think maybe this song is new to some of you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very famous uh, gospel meeting hymn. Uh, so we're going to have to try verse number one. That was no good. We can know the reality of thy Holy Spirit's work in our life. We thank you that we can gather on this day and seek your will. This very Holy Spirit, this Pentecostal power, we pray 
come upon us. Illumine thy precious word to us. Deepen our convictions. And lead us in the place of living fellowship. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Like to turn to Leviticus chapter 23. We're looking at the Old Testament feasts. And uh, this morning, the Feast of Pentecost. Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 through 21. You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count fifty days. That's what Pentecost means in Greek. Fifty days. You shall count fifty days to the day after the seventh the Sabbath, then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread for a wave offering, made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. 要从你们的住处取出细面一法十分之二，加酵，搞成两个摇祭的饼，当做出熟之物献给耶和华。Along with the bread, you shall present seven one-year-old male lambs without defect, and a bull of the herd of two ram and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord, with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering by fire of a soothing aroma to the Lord. 又要将一岁没有残疾的羊羔七只,公牛独一只,公绵羊两只,和饼一同奉上,这些与重现的数据和电祭要作为番祭献给耶和华,就是做新香的火祭献给耶和华。You shall also offer one male goat for a sin offering, and two male lambs, one year old, for a sacrifice of peace offerings. 你们要献一只公山羊为赎罪祭,两只一岁的公绵羊羔为平安祭。the priest shall then wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering with two lambs before the Lord. They are to be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this same day you shall make a proclamation as well. You are to have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. It is to be a perpetual statute in all your dwelling places throughout your generation. 祭司要把这些和出熟麦子做的饼一同做摇祭在耶和华面前摇一摇这是献与耶和华为圣物归给祭司的当这日你们要宣告圣会什么劳碌的工都不可做这在你们一切的住处作为世世代代永远的定力我
Deuteronomy 16, beginning in verse 9. 生命记十六章第九节开始. You shall count seven weeks for yourself. You shall begin to count seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then you shall celebrate the feast of weeks to the Lord your God with a tribute of a freewill offering of your hand, which you shall give just as the Lord your God blesses you. 你要计算七七日，从你开年收割，一下子算起共计七七日。你要照耶和华你神所赐你的福，手里拿着甘心祭献在耶和华你的神面前守七七节。And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants, and the Levite who is in your town, and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are in your midst. In the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. And then verses 16 and 17. Three times in a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Booths. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. 你一切的男丁要在除孝节七七节、祝棚节一年三次在耶和华你神所选择的地方朝见他却不可空手朝见个人要按自己的力量照耶和华你神所示的福分奉献礼物。And then we want to see its fulfillment in Acts chapter 2. 接下来我们再看这个节的满足就在使徒行传第二章。Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit was giving them utterance. 按着圣灵所示的口才说起别国的话来。And then verses 41 and 42。On that same day of Pentecost,就是那一天,同一天,五旬节的那一天,it says, So then those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about three thousand souls. And they continually devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼得在这里说到了一个事情。彼
When we look back at the Old Testament feast, we see that these feasts are pictures of precious fellowship we have together. According to Deuteronomy 16, 16, three times a year, all the men had to come together for feasts. Now, you know how men hate to stop work and go on vacation. But they were commanded, so they had to. Now you know how mamas hate to leave their house. They have to arrange who will feed the cat and all of these things. But they're commanded to go and leave their house. Now you know families taking a long, long trip to Jerusalem together can be very difficult. Now our brother Enoch is very special. He goes on trips with his whole family all the way across the world. Now he and Stella must have amazing grace to take such trips. Most people don't like to take trips. My wife and I, we take the subway down to Chinatown. <laughs> but the Lord commands everybody to go to Jerusalem. Why? Why not just stay in your local area? We can have a dinner down at the local synagogue. Maybe get together with some relatives and have a big celebration. Because you see, Pentecost was a, a, a feast of celebration and thanksgiving for the harvest of wheat. Why not just have a big Thanksgiving dinner at their house? It's because the Lord called the people of Israel on those three times every year to live on higher ground and to bear a higher testimony than their own life. These three times a year they were to stand as a testimony as one people, one nation, one holy peculiar race. Now the Jews in fact were all one as far as being out of the same uh, Abraham. But we also know the Jews are very independent. Everybody's busy doing their own business. But the Lord says, no, you will testify together. And so as the Jews would approach Jerusalem, they would sing this song. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And they would testify together. 
And they would remember the gospel of their life. And so we have been looking, as I have been speaking in several times, we've been looking at the different feasts as listed in the Old Testament to gain a picture of what it is to fellowship together. The feasts all begin with the Passover. And this speaks of our fellowship under the blood of the Lamb. What do we have in common? We've all been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The death angel has passed over us because of the blood of the Lamb. And what else do we have in common? We all eat of the Lamb. And the fellowship is a picture of us sharing the Lamb of God with one another, eating of the Lamb and growing in fellowship together. The second feast mentioned is the feast of unleavened bread. And what a picture of fellowship that is for us as well. Now it was a feast. And they ate bread. But it was pure bread. How we want to fellowship together in Christ Jesus. And we want to eat of his bread. But in order to do this, we must purge out the leaven. The leaven of our sinfulness. We aren't just supposed to fellowship our flesh one with another. But to deny the flesh. And to desire in our hearts that when we fellowship together, we might fellowship the pure bread of Christ one with the other. And then the last time I spoke, we mentioned the third feast, which is called the Feast of First Fruits. How wonderfully this feast was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus. On the very day when the priests were in the temple waving the first fruits before the Lord, Jesus rose from the dead. Don't you marvel at the wisdom of God? When the nation of Israel was established and given these commandments, their commandment as to when to hold the feasts were in anticipation of when the Lord Jesus would come and fulfill the feasts. So even as our Lord Jesus died on the Passover, so on the first day of the week after the next Sabbath, the first fruits were waved and Jesus rose from the dead. And this is a wonderful picture for us. And it has very much to do with our fellowship one with another. 
Because according to the word of God, we have been raised up together with Christ in the heavenly places. It's true our fellowship is on earth, but it's heavenly fellowship. And the whole basis of our fellowship life is resurrection. In our prayer meeting, we need resurrection ground. When we worship together at the Lord's table, it's on resurrection ground. And oh, that we might minister the word of God together in life on resurrection ground. But now we come to the next feast, the Feast of Pentecost. And as we see, the reason for calling it Pentecost is obvious. On that day that the priests waved the first fruits before the Lord, they waited seven more Sabbaths. And then the first day after the Sabbath, being 50 days, they held the Feast of Pentecost. By this time, they had harvested their barley and their wheat. And so it was a time of celebration. They brought wonderful loaves before the Lord. They said, Thank you, Lord, thank you for all of your blessings. And they offered rams, and they offered lambs, and they offered oxen, all in a burnt offering to the Lord. It was a great time of thanksgiving. For the ingathering harvest. But being an important feast, one of the three that must be attended, with time, the Feast of Pentecost took on a spiritual meaning as well. It was always a feast of ingathering and a celebration. But the, the Jews also assigned the Feast of Pentecost a spiritual significance. Because according to the Jewish tradition, from the day of the Passover in Egypt, to the day when the law was given on Mount Sinai was 50 days. Now, some people here have been, actually been on that trip with our brother Christian, and you can tell us if it takes uh, only 50 days to get there. But this is the tradition of the Jews. 
And so they celebrated on the day of Pentecost the giving of the Torah, the law, to his people. This is like the people's constitution as a nation. You know, in the United States, we have the Constitution that forms the basis of the nation. And so there on Mount Sinai, the children of Israel received their Constitution and their basis for living. They were given the means and the way to live as a holy nation before Jehovah. And in the giving of the tabernacle, they were also given the way of fellowship together there on Mount Sinai. So even today, when they celebrate what they usually call the Feast of Weeks, the primary meeting now of the Feast is spiritual, that is the giving of the law. But we have before us in Acts chapter 2 a marvelous fulfillment. If you turn to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, you notice something uh, wonderful in the works. It actually says in this sentence, when the day of Pentecost was fulfilled. Isn't that a wonderful thought? For more than a thousand years, the Jews have been celebrating a feast which was looking towards something in the future that was fulfilled on this day. And here again we see the wisdom of God in the timing and the days of all life. You see, Jesus rose from the dead. And he showed himself in various appearings over 40 days. And then he was ascended into heaven. And his disciples went back to the upper room in Jerusalem. Because they were told specifically to wait for the promise. Luke gives us two versions. At the end of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until you be clothed with power from on high. And then again in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the scriptures say, Ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
Now the disciples didn't know exactly how this promised spirit would come. But they waited for ten days. And on that fiftieth day after Jesus' resurrection, as they were opening the temple for the received the worshippers for the Feast of Pentecost, Suddenly there was a stir in the midst of Jerusalem. There was a rushing wind that was heard. And the Holy Spirit came down on those disciples in the upper room. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they, they, they were, as it were, pushed out into the streets. Now the people around were amazed and said, What's going on? And as the disciples began to answer this question, they found something strange. Now, Nathaniel was a good Jewish boy. Now, he did not know the language of the Cyprians. But suddenly he began to share the gospel in Cyprian language to the Cyprians who were there at the, in the city. And the other disciples began to share the gospel with these different visitors from all over the world at this Feast of Pentecost. What an amazing day this was. Maybe this was the greatest feast day ever in Jerusalem up to this time. And just like the Old Testament celebration of Pentecost, the same two things happened. First, it was a celebration of ingathering. Three thousand souls were gathered into the kingdom on that very day. What a celebration. Now the church had 3,120 people in it. And they baptized them all. Must have been a very busy day there at the pool of Siloam baptizing 3,000 people. It was an ingathering. But secondly, even as the nation of Israel was given the law as the basis of their fellowship and life, on this day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit became the basis of the life of the saints with one another. Now this day, this day of Pentecost we read in Acts chapter 2 was an amazing day. But it was more than just a day of powerful gospel preaching. 
And it was more than just a day of outward empowering. It's true, when the Holy Spirit came, He came and poured out gifts upon his, the believers. And, and Peter said, this is just what Joel prophesied. When he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. These gifts were now being expressed in the lives of the believers. This was a tremendous phenomenon. And secondly, it's true, the whole city was stirred by this day of Pentecost fulfillment. And third, it's true, the gospel was preached with power and the great harvest was seen on that day. And fourth, this day of Pentecost was a tremendous meaning to the to Israel. Because in the Old Testament they knew very well there was coming a promise. The promise of the Spirit upon all his children. They knew it hadn't come. Now the Spirit had fallen on some. On some prophets, some kings. But on the day of the promise, the Spirit would fall on all God's children. And the rabbis told them to watch for that day. Because it means two things in, in their spiritual calendar. When that spirit is poured out, it means the Messiah has come and ruled. The Messiah rules. See, Messiah means anointed one. And when the Spirit is poured out, it means the Messiah is here. the second marker for Israel is very important. When the Spirit would be poured out upon all flesh, it meant that the last days were there. So Peter says, Joel prophesies, In the last days, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And as you know from the book of Joel, this outpouring was to come and gather people in just before the day of the Lord and judgment. So if you were a God-fearing Jew, and suddenly you saw the Holy Spirit fallen upon believers, you would have to say, 
Where is the Messiah? He must be here. 那你一定会说，那哪里是弥赛亚呢？他一定在这里。And you would also say we must be in the last days. 因为也他也会说，我们现在已经已经是在末后的日子了。And so when Peter stood up and preached on the day of Pentecost, he explained these things to the Jews who listened. 所以彼得站起来这样子传讲福音的时候，他就把这个这些事情跟他们传讲。The day of Pentecost was a tremendous day. 所以五旬节那实在是何等重要的日子。But I tell you a mystery, brothers and sisters. 弟兄姊妹，我可以告诉你一个奥秘。There was all of these great matters and phenomena dealing with the outpouring of the Spirit. 但是有好有许多圣灵浇灌，有一些现象。But that wasn't the greatest thing that happened on that day. 但是那个那个并不是那一天发生最重要的事情。Two things happened on that day. That had never happened before in human history. 在那一天发生了两件事情，是在人类历史上过去从没有发生的。Do you know what they are? 你们知道是什么了吗 ？Spiritually speaking, two things happened that had never been known by man before. 从属灵的意义上来讲，那天有两件事情在人类历史从来没有人知道的。The first thing. 第一件事情。The Holy Spirit, who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men, now lived in men. This Spirit,who had been with men
The, uh, Paul says that the Holy Spirit comes inside and bears witness with our spirit as we cry out, Abba, Father, because we sense a connection from within to God. 就像保罗所说的，圣灵与我们的灵同作见证，我们就可以在这呼叫阿巴父。Now for centuries,、uh, men have loved and wanted to know God. 就很多世纪以来，人都想要认识神。Am I saved? 他说我得救了吗 ？Do I know God? 我认识神吗 ？And now suddenly the Holy Spirit comes inside. 所以就突然圣灵就在里头了。And the child of God has been born again by the Spirit. 所以神的儿女就在这里从圣灵重生了。They say Abba. 他们就说阿巴，阿巴，阿巴 ，because they sense God， 因为他们感觉感觉到神了。And the spirit inside says, "Yes, you're a child of God." 神灵就在你里头说，是，你是神的儿女。Oh, this matter of assurance of salvation. 所以这是一个何等救恩的确据。Men for millennia have desired to know that they are related to God. 所以这么多的世纪以来，人都想认识神。And we are given this witness within by the Holy Spirit. And then, as Christians, we sense something else. The Spirit within is an anointing within us. Now we may be very young as Christians. So this Holy Spirit is also in us. When we are young, when we hear God's truth, we can say Amen. But when we hear God's truth, we should be careful. But even more wonderful, but even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. Even more wonderful, God begins to lead a man. But when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 但是当真理的圣灵来的时候，他就可以在凡事上教导你们这真理。You know, it was only a week before the day of Pentecost when the disciples were trying to figure out what to do with the slot of Judas Iscariot among the twelve. 所以就在这五旬节的前一个星期的时候，这些门徒们还聚在一起，想要说如何抽签来代替这个犹卖卖主犹大的位置。And they decided, well, we've got to have twelve apostles. 他说我们必须要有十二个使使徒。You can't have eleven apostles. 我们不能只有十一个使徒。We gotta pick somebody out. 我们必须要选另外一位。How should we do this? 那我们应该怎么选呢 ？Aha!、Uh-huh. We cast lots. 他就想到说啊，我们来抽签吧。Now that's like Chinese gambling. That's like Chinese gambling. They throw the dice. 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 They continued to cast lots when they make decisions. Moravian brothers. Moravian brothers. Ah, Moravia. Ah, brothers. Ah, Moravia. Ah, brothers. Ah, Moravia. Ah, Because we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, telling, "Go that way, or go that way," as we're walking. 
The disciples after the day of Pentecost never went back to the priests and said, Could you check with the Urim and the Thummim on your breastplate and tell us what the will of God is? All those old superstitious ways are no more. The Spirit of God leads His children. Now Paul put such emphasis on this. Uh, let's look in Romans chapter 8. As he's talking about this life in the Spirit. And he comes to verse 9. I just mentioned this so you can understand the importance of the Spirit in our life. Paul says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So here we see that every Christian needs to learn to be led by that spirit inside and no longer by the flesh. This was a tremendous gift we were given by God's grace. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. But the second thing is even more amazing. First, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. But on the day of Pentecost, the second amazing miracle happened. The Holy Spirit took 3,120 people and baptized them all into the body of Christ. And so 3,120 individuals became one person with 3,120 members. That is because the Spirit dwells in me and the Spirit dwells in you. We have been made one body of Christ. Down through the centuries, man has been trying to find ways of putting people together. They take covenants together. They make vows together. They form a partnership. They incorporate. The two can never be made one. Marriage is the deepest relationship. But unless they're believers, the two become one flesh, but not one spirit. But now, because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, all believers are united in spirit. Now, when I am faithful, it affects you. When I sin, 
it affects you. 若是我犯罪了,也影响你. When I'm happy, you're happy. 我高兴的时候,你也高兴. When I'm sad, 当我, 当我难过的时候, then maybe you don't know about it. 也许你并不知道, but you feel something. 但是你可能也感觉一些事情, because we're one together. 因为我们是合为一的, what a miracle. 何等的奇迹, what man could never do, God has done. 人所做不到的, He's put us together as one. He says there's no longer Jew and Gentile. No longer male and female or, or slave and free man. I am one with you and you with me. Aren't you glad I am no longer German? No, just Brother Dana, part of you, your family. But I'm not joining a Chinese family. But I'm joining a family of all who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we can feast together in this Pentecost. And the early record in the book of Acts shows how wonderful is this fellowship. So let's just look at a few verses in the New Testament. And at the very end of 2 Corinthians, the last verse of 2 Corinthians, we see how important the Holy Spirit is to our fellowship. Many uh, use this as a benediction at the end of a Christian meeting. But these are speaking of three very, very deep matters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, whenever you think of Jesus, you think of grace. The love of God. Every time you think of God, you know how much He loves. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We cannot have fellowship one with another except by the Holy Spirit. He is our connection. You know, sometimes I go somewhere like, let's say, Toronto. Now there's a young person who's listening to me speak during the weekend. So finally the young people, this young person comes up and wants to say something to me. Now they were blessed by something I shared. But maybe their English is not so good. And, and so they come up and talk to me and want to thank me, but their words are very broken up. <laughs> but you know, 
the Holy Spirit interprets exactly what this person is trying to say. I know exactly what she's saying. Even though the words are over here, the uh, uh, the verb is before the noun, and uh, but no, it's okay. 也许这个英文的动词放在名词之前等等，但是这没有关系。Because of the Holy Spirit, we have fellowship with one another. 由于有圣灵，我们可以彼此交通。Some of the best prayers I've ever heard, 我所听过最好的祷告，are people who speak English as second language. 是人们他们用英文，不是他们的母语来这样子祷告。And because they use awkward words, it makes it more clear. That if they use slippery words. This is our feast, huh? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now we just look in Ephesians. I just do this for those of you who may be new Christians. We look at chapter 4 and verse 3. And we read this precious verse. Be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You see that? We are one in the Spirit. Now we need to maintain this unity. How do we break that unity? Well, let's look. In chapter 4, verse 30. Now do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed with the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. So we should not say things or do things that hurt this unity of the Spirit. And then one more thing we find in Ephesians. There's so much to speak of this Feast of Pentecost for us in fellowship. We notice in chapter 5 verse 18. Now, let me just tell you the, uh, the setting. This is talking about what happens when we come together on Sunday morning. What should be our feast when we come together on Sunday morning? We enjoy the Feast of Pentecost. When everyone is overflowing with the Spirit. So we see in verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. 
Now how does this being filled with the Spirit express itself? Verse 19. When we're filled with the Spirit, we speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We sing and we make melody in our hearts to the Lord. We always give thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and we are subject to one another in the fear of Christ. How wonderful to experience our life together when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, did you notice this morning as we broke bread together? Now was that not spirit filled? Were you out of it? Did you not realize? There was overflowing. There were songs of worship. There were prayers of thanks. In the last days, the world is looking for a spirit-filled church. People overflowing with the life of God. How the Lord desires that. And so we have the Holy Spirit given to us. And so we have a fellowship like the Feast of Pentecost. Now I just end here by asking three questions. My dear friend, you're here today, but I ask you this question. Does the Holy Spirit dwell within you? It could be that you are someone who has been coming to Christian meetings for a long time. But you have never been born again by the Spirit. Or perhaps you are born again by the Spirit, but you don't realize the Holy Spirit lives within you. But this is the most important aspect of your life that God should be dwelling in you. Now you may be here today and you're very religious. You do outwardly good things. But do you know that you're a child of God? Does that spirit inside you, inside you cry out, Abba, Abba? It's like a little child who knows his daddy. Is the spirit of God dwelling within you? Don't take any other definition of being a Christian. John says in his first letter, he who has the Son of God has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's a matter of what life is dwelling in you. 
你是否被浸入基督的身体呢？Do we're talking about something more than just water baptism. Actually, every child of God has been baptized into the body of Christ. But sometimes we don't realize it. And so we live an independent life. We feel we don't really need our brothers and sisters. I can read my Bible, pray, I can grow. Oh, that's a terrible lie. We are connected to one another. Do you know that? Have you been baptized in such a way? Is your life no longer just your own? You're connected with one another. This is a wonderful bondage. We're bound together by the Spirit. Your burdens are my burdens. And so we're perfected as we love one another. And then the last question. Even as the disciples waited for the Holy Spirit to come upon them with power. Has the Holy Spirit come upon you? Has He filled you? Has He given you power to serve? We have in this assembly some dear brothers and sisters who regularly go out and witness the gospel. Oh, may they be filled with the Holy Spirit that the may be a wonderful ingathering even as we saw at Pentecost. The Lord clothes us with power for service. Therefore, you see that there's something that happens before somebody is clothed with power. And what is that? A Christian must go as a living sacrifice upon the altar of God. And then the fire of God comes down upon the sacrifice. God is looking for consecrated brethren. Those who have surrendered their life to serve the Lord. I mean in your everyday life. I don't mean necessarily becoming a you know, full-time worker or something like that. The Lord has a very important last day harvest work to do. 
主他有在末世来之前，他有一个很最重要的一个收收割的时候。He looks for living sacrifices upon the altar. 他需要在祭坛上看到这个活祭。Maybe you've been a Christian for a while. 也许你作为基督徒已经一阵子了。Maybe you've been learning and learning. 也许你在这里学习。Receiving, receiving. 你也很接受，接受。So we freely receive by grace. 所以我们白白的接受这恩典。Now will you freely give? 你是否要白白的死去呢？是不是白白的服侍主呢 ？After all that He has given us. 所以接我们当我们领受了这么多之后 ，Are we ready to lay on the altar? 我们是否愿意把自己献在祭坛上呢 ？That the Lord may put His fire of the Spirit upon you. 主是否把他的火、他的灵浇在你身上呢 ？And you can be clothed for serving Him. 你就能穿上圣灵的能力，能够来服侍他。This is the meaning of the Feast of Pentecost. 所以这就是五旬节的意思。The very basis of our life is the fellowship of the Spirit. 所以我们在生命生活当中最基本的就是这圣灵的交通。He dwells within us to give us life. 他住在我们里头，使得我们有生命。He comes upon us to give us power. 他临到我们，使得我们也有能力。He unites us together that we may be His body. 还使得我们合为一，成为基督的身体。Praise God for the Pentecost feast. 赞美神为这五旬节。And may the Lord recover His church. 但愿主恢复他的教会。That we may enter into such joy as we saw so simply in the book of Acts. 所以但愿我们也能够像在使徒行传这样一个简单的这样的过节，我们能够一起过这样的节。Living by the life of God. 所以我们活的是借着神的生命而活。Through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. 也是借着圣灵的交通。Let's just have a few prayers before we go on this matter. 所以，我们再有一些祷告。Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have given of your Holy Spirit. Lord, today it is the last day. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the communion. Lord, for this calling, for this life. Lord, we just want to offer ourselves to you. Lord, we pray that we could be, Lord, on the altar and allow your Holy Spirit to fully consume us.